So is one of your goals for 2020 to like wake up early and maybe like work out and do some stuff and reading and all this goodness. But you're like, oh, I like staying up to 1130 or like, but if my kids hear me, they're just going to ruin this anyway. So screw all this. Then this is the episode for you. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. What is that? My inbox besties, besties, Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. Now I know, I know. I said last week when we talked about how to create curated newsletters, so that's if you want to do more of a traditional magazine-style newsletter, that today we were going to plan how to have the most fun with your email list and for your wallet to have the most fun in 2020. But we're going to save that for next week because this week I got to do something that was very exciting. As you guys know, a couple of weeks ago, I'd interviewed one of my online heroes, Kate All from Simple Pin Media. So if you need more traffic in 2020, go back and listen to the episode from Kate. I actually implemented the changes that we talked about. Whew, it's working so much better. But I got a chance to interview yet another one of Kate's online heroes slash secret mentors, mentors, mentors. And that is Amy Landino, formerly Amy Schmidt-Hauer. So if you've been in the online marketing space for a hot minute, you've probably heard of Amy and her fantastic YouTube channel. If not, Amy Landino is the best-selling author and award-winning host of Amy TV with over 20 million views through her successful YouTube series. And she is the number one world productivity and lifestyle coach. In her new book, A Good Morning, A Good Life, which we're going to chat about today, Amy shares details on how to start your day on your terms so you can go after the life that you want. And no, you do not have to be a morning person. And yes, we are going to talk about, but what if you have kids? And she thinks, and I know honestly from reading this book, that if you follow her five simple habits, that you'll be able to combat all of your morning obstacles, set motivational goals, and create rituals that work for you. And of course, guys, her book is actually out right now. It was supposed to come out yesterday for listening to this in real time. It got released a little bit early. It happens over at goodmorningandgoodlife.com. I also have links in the show notes as well. And I believe that we're recording this a little bit early, guys, but I think that the Audible version is ready as well. So you can always head on over to katedoster.com forward slash free book to grab your copy of Good Morning and Good Life for free with your Audible free trial. And that's just for new users of the Audibles. Okay. So katedoster.com forward slash free book. So I, like I said, I'm a super Amy fangirl. I am part of her a membership community. I don't really know how I want to call it, but I'm part of her shine squad. And that's where I was like, Hmm, maybe we need a besties, besties squad. This is, it's, it's some really interesting things. And what I love about Amy and why I followed her for so many years, because I feel like there's so many people on the online space who've just like falled off and you're like, huh, where's that person? But Amy has really stood the test of time because of her passion and dedication to her people because of her professional decorum, because she knows what she loves and she knows what her people loves. And she 
delivers. And she has someone who I feel is a great example of someone who has successfully pivoted. So Amy really started out her career really talking about social media and business, in particular YouTube. She talked a lot about YouTube. She has vlog like a boss, which is one of her best-selling books, but she has transitioned into more of exactly what they said, a productivity and lifestyle coach channel. She talks about time blocking, which is also in Good Morning, Good Life, which I love. I will say um, I try it and I don't always stick with it, but Amy says just stick with stuff that actually works, but you got to give yourself credit and you've got to cut yourself a little bit of slack. So in this interview, we are really going to talk about those five habits that we mentioned in the intro already. We are going to talk about her internet famous dog. And I don't want to say he's less internet famous, but people kind of care a little bit less. Her husband, Vincenzo as well, because Amy is going to admit that even though she wrote a book called Good Morning, Good Life, not every morning is perfect. And that's why she didn't call it perfect morning, perfect life. This is really just about setting yourself up for success. So that way, to quote Amy, you can truly go after the life that you want and the things that you want to accomplish. And you're not just on autopilot. And isn't that what we're all going for here? So without further ado, we are going to talk to Amy. And don't worry, guys, if things do not work out as planned, we have a solution for you. So thank you so much, Amy. Like you guys heard in the intro, I'm a giant fangirl of everything that Amy does. So I'm beyond excited to have her on here at Inbox Besties and talk all about good morning and good life and morning routines. And one of the things that we mentioned in the intro, and it's a really big theme throughout your book, is that it's called good morning, not like perfect morning or perfect life. So I would love for you to speak a little bit about that and how you sort of came up with everything. I really appreciate you saying that. I, that's the reason that I felt so compelled to write a morning routines book, because I think there's a number of them on the market. You can watch a billion different YouTube videos about it. But what's challenging for people is to really envision what it looks like for them, because we make a lot of qualifications. We have a lot of excuses that we've just been telling ourselves we believe them so much. And so, yes, it is. It's good morning. There's never going to be a perfect morning. Still, as regimented, as scheduled and planned out as my mornings are, something goes awry and it just happens. But the more you do your best, the more likely some of your best will show up for you. And so that's what I really think good morning, good life is all about. In addition to the fact that if you just spent just a few minutes doing something on your terms, it doesn't have to be an hour, it doesn't have to be three hours. If you just started your day on your terms, you are a different person walking into the rest of that day. We're more tolerant with other people. We feel like we've actually kind of worked on something that we care about before we go and work on something else somebody else wants us to care about. So that's that's really what's what it means to me. It's not about being great, perfect, grand, amazing, photo worthy. It's just about being good, good enough to propel you into the rest of the day and into the rest of your life. And I really love that message, especially because like, you know, like we're both really ambitious entrepreneurs. Anyways, you're like, oh, good is the enemy of great and like all of this other stuff. And it's just like, it's so refreshing to have someone be like, just do what you can, but make it like an actual decision that you're going on. And speaking of decision. So in the book, good morning, good life, which is officially supposed to come out guys, it would have been yesterday, December 10th, but spoiler alert, it came out a little bit earlier on the old Amazon. You actually really have sort of five steps 
if you will, to this morning routine. So what really are those five steps for people who scandalously have not read the book yet? Absolutely. So uh, there really aren't like these five habits that kind of give you the opportunity to build out a routine over time. And again, a routine, a habit, these are things that happen multiple times over time. And so they they take time to build. But the, there are five basic habits and they apply, they play a role not just in your mornings, but in overall your approach to your whole day. Um, the first one is to decide. I really am not a morning person. I'm not jumping out of bed every day still. Uh, but what gets me going and making me want to start to move my legs and start to do things on my own terms is the fact that I've decided on what my why is. I know what gets me excited in the morning, meaning I know what I'm doing with myself the rest of the day. So knowing what that is, is very important. So deciding on that, not worrying about it being the perfect thing for your Instagram bio, but truly being okay with leaning into what you truly want. That is an extremely important first step, first step. And ironically, your why was a really big part of my first book too. It's so important to know why you're doing everything you're doing because if you just follow arbitrary instructions on how your morning should be or what you should be doing throughout the day or how you should manage your time, if you don't understand why, it doesn't matter. The second habit is to defy. And defy means find those obstacles and understand how you're going to defy them. You know they're going to happen. You know the mm-hmm. things that trip you up in the morning. You've been telling yourself, oh, um, I can't wake up earlier or I can't get up on my own terms because of this or because of that. Or you don't even realize that something's tripping you up, like turning your phone alarm off on your nightstand and suddenly jumping into Twitter or Instagram just out of instinct. You don't even realize what that's doing to change your mindset to start the day. So defying those obstacles, knowing they're going to come and knowing what you're going to do about them is really important for moving forward. The next habit is to rise. I'm not going to act like y'all don't know how to rise and get out of bed, but a big (laughs) part of a big part of making that happen is treating yourself right so that you're the healthiest version of you when you get up. So as much as that chapter in that section is all about the rise, it has a lot more to do with the sleep that helps you to make that happen. If you are not taking care of yourself the night before, who cares if you wake up at 4.30 in the morning to attack the day? Three hours of sleep ain't gonna cut it. You've got to take care of your body. So that's really what we talk about in the rise section, um, and that habit is extremely important, respecting what your body needs to rehabilitate itself. Um, and it's also great for so many other reasons, burning calories and just giving you more energy and all that kind of stuff. So you really want to have good sleep. The fourth habit is to shine. And this is the opportunity where I talk about some basic guidelines. I'm not going to tell you what to do to start your day. These are the guidelines. Just fill them as it makes sense for you, as it propels you. And I just kind of make it a menu of choose your own adventure. It's like, Mm -hmm. find something that fits these three buckets, movement, mindfulness, and mastery. Here's a bunch of different options. You've probably thought of a few that aren't in here. Do those. Make that your morning routine. It's 100% custom to you, and you've covered some basics that are really, really perfect for making you feel like you started the day on your terms. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to work out in the morning. I hate working out in the morning. That doesn't make me want to get out of bed. I'm like a nine o'clock, 10 a.m., maybe right before lunch type of workout person because I know I can't do it in the evening. And I don't get excited about the fact that I'm going to sweat and immediately have to take a shower and all this other crap first thing in the morning. I have other things I would rather do. So just lean into who you are. And the final habit is to thrive. And thrive touches on a lot more things that happen after the morning and before the evening. What are you doing to connect with people to help yourself thrive in an area that you're interested in? Or are you growing a business? Or are you uh, trying to 
I don't know, meet people from another country so you can speak a foreign language to them that you've been working on every morning with a foreign language app. Like, what can you do to connect with people? How are you balancing your time the rest of the day? Calendar blocking, time batching. There's a number of things I talk about in Thrive that have content even being one of them. If I walked over to your laptop, how many tabs are I see open? One, two, 27. And let's be real, you're probably listening to this podcast with one earbud in and you're driving or doing the dishes, but secretly you're mapping out your next new course, which will definitely propel you to six figures and beyond, unlike those eight other half-finished stinker courses that are just clogging up your hard drive on your computer, those things are going nowhere. But then you remember you haven't actually done a blog post in like two months, so you should probably do that, but your traffic's like five, so that really doesn't matter that much, especially since you're now getting the red arrow of death from your Facebook business page, so clearly you now need to do a live, but you gotta clean up the house and make sure that the kids aren't around and get that done, so then maybe you'll go back to the course, but then, I don't know about the blog post, but like, it's really gonna be that effective, and then you just get so frazzled and so overwhelmed that you're just like, screw it. I'm watching the Gilmore Girls again. Hashtag Team Jess forever. The problem is that you're trying to run your business from a pretty notebook that you got from Target that you've lost and the scrap pieces of paper that you now use to kind of make up for it, which have a never ending to-do list that never gets done because you're so scattered. What you need is a simple system that was created for somebody like you, an uber passionate, super scattered, shiny object prone, creative entrepreneur with a passion for business, but organization's not really your strong point. Created by somebody who actually gets it. The most anti-type A personality that there is, me. What you need is trailing for traffic. Trailing for traffic is literally your business in a box. See, I like that pretty notebook that we still can't find. Trailer for Traffic actually comes with boards and workflows that you can use to run your business. I'm talking about breaking down everything into the nitty gritty smallest parts so nothing slips through the cracks. Everything from what you need to do when with a mega launch to how to use Pinterest without actually having to pay for a scheduler. And of course, my favorite, how to plan out your quarter, week, and day. Because if I'm looking at everything in my week, I'm going to skip around. That's why my day board is my favorite. Now, to get your hands on all of these 22 boards and 15 workflows, which have been called life-changing by not one, but several of the 100 students that invested in this course the first three days it was open, craziness, right? Head on over to trellingfortraffic.com. That's trellingfortraffic.com. And guys, I didn't even tell you the best part. It's only 24 bucks. Isn't your sanity worth 24 bucks? especially when I'll give you that recognition and revenue that your business deserves. So head on over to trellowingfortraffic.com right now. What can you do to further propel your vision forward? Because still that half hour or so that you maybe is during mastery time in your mornings that you spend on your passion isn't going to be enough to totally get it into the world or get you further ahead. It's just allowing you to prioritize it for the first time in the day. There are some other things you can do to make that happen. So those are all the five, five habits of um, good morning, good life. But you will find that they actually apply to the entire day. They really honestly do. And so I went to my community and I asked them like, Hey, like, we're going to have Amy on the show. Like, what do you want to know? And of course, like, I think it was the first or not second question, but then everyone after it was like, how's Lucy doing? What's up with Lucy? How does Lucy affect her morning? Like, so she is a star. Everyone, she everyone is a loves star. her. I, it's so funny how much, she, and I actually talk about her so much in the books. So yeah. it's really making me so happy how many people keep asking me about Lucy. It, here's, here's what I'll say. 
I have a 15 and a half year old dog. I've had her since I was 18 years old. She was eight weeks. So it, it, we have truly grown up together. So I may not be able to offer perspective as a parent, like a traditional parent, but mm. she's been my rocky road in having a little variable, a little dependent in my life. And so it's not the same. I can, you know, I dropped her off at daycare like a lot of people do with their kids, but I can also just leave her at home and just pen her up and leave. It's not exactly the same. But she has made me much less fearful of things like poop and blood and things like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's kind of like parenting. But it, that's kind of the nice thing is at least I have that to offer in terms of she's my curveball every morning. She never wakes up at the same time. She never wants to do the same things all the time. I try to get her into a really good routine so I can mostly predict her. But mm -hmm. it takes communication. And if it's like, Lucy, you need to shut it down. I'm, you, you're, you stay here. I'm going to do my morning pages right now. End of story. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, she's doing great. But every time I take her to the vet, I think it's like going to be the, the, the conversation. The visit. And they're like, no, you know, she's just blind. She's got all these things growing on her body. She's like kind of, you know, losing her hips a little. But she's great for a dog her age. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this dog's going to be 30 years old. I, I can't even believe it. So no, she's doing fantastic. <laughs> That's so great. And the reason why I wanted to bring up Lucy, besides the fact that everyone on the internet wants to know about Lucy <laughs> is because like when you wake up first thing in the morning, if she happens to like wake you up, cause maybe she had an accident or something's going on. Like, do you tend to her a little bit first if she's already awake and then get to your stuff or you're like, Lucy, hold on a minute. Cause I feel like Absolutely. most no, people, I especially with kids, they'd be like, um, like I remember myself when my first two were younger, it's like, I literally woke up to just everybody pooped. And I'm like, I don't think that I could take 15 100%. minutes. That happens to me more often than I would like. Um, as a matter of fact, like last night was a rarity for me where I actually stayed out with my friends a little bit later than usual. So because of that, I shifted my sleep time. I knew that I was going to need more sleep. So I didn't wake up at my typical 4.30, but I still set my alarm for five o'clock because I knew I let her out at midnight and she was going to be used to me being up at five o'clock for her to go to the bathroom. I had to wake her up out of a dead sleep, take her out to go to the bathroom and then put her right back so I could go back to bed. I, I kind of respect that area of it. But yeah, when I wake up in the morning and my blind dog is walking through her own feces in the morning because mm. she doesn't know any better because she's older. She had to go to the bathroom. I was asleep and she's blind. She literally doesn't know where it is to not walk in it. So it, yeah, you don't, you don't go, um, could you wait a minute? I'm going to go and have my lemon water. The whole house smells like poop. Like you, yeah, you right. just can't get around that. So no, I mean, I, you, I take care of it. I put her outside, I clean her up and I put her away. And that's what I mean by defying those obstacles. Mm -hmm. That's an obstacle I've seen a million times and it could happen again the next day. And if it does, I take care of it. She feels better. She might eat a minute and then she'll go back to sleep and I get to start my thing. It's, it's more about expecting it, anticipating it. So so it's not like, well, I guess the whole day's gone to literal crap at this point because um, this happened and now I didn't start the day perfectly. I've still outlined enough time where I can take control if that were to happen. And more and more we get into a better routine. It doesn't happen that often. It's, it's maybe a once a month situation for us now. She's in a much better habit, partially because of the daycare she's been going to. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's just about anticipating it. You know, these kids and these dogs and these people are just going to go uh, and do something different sometimes. And that's okay.
No, and I love how, and I feel like a lot of people are going to spend time in the Defy chapter, how you had mentioned how, especially like when you're traveling and things with Lucy, you are about, it's okay to lose a battle every now and then, but you're going for the war. And I think that that's what a lot of people forget. And it doesn't mean that it's like, okay, so maybe like you do need to like get up and like get somebody like their breakfast, but maybe like have your kids create their own little morning routine or okay. One time a week when you're trying to journal, if your kid comes up, like trying to just sort of be like, you know what? It's okay. Try not to get mad at them. Although it's hard. Exactly. I'll be honest. Like, oh, it's mother's time. Here's how I say it. Here's, here's, this is literally how I feel about it. And I hope I feel this way when I become a parent someday. Um, if you have been a good human, you have a beautiful problem of being surrounded by more good humans. And some of them were born by you. So you, here's the thing is, are they a part of your morning routine? Cause that's what the season of life is right now. Instead of thinking them of them as an obstacle, maybe the way you defy them is the incorporation, right? If you have a child old enough to be like, mom, what are you doing? And you're saying, I'm journaling right now. Would you like to do it with me? We do this very quietly for, I know that kids don't listen a lot of the time, but the more you teach them, the more you show them what it looks like to have a good morning, good life, the more they start to learn that's good morning, good life, not them waking up and you in a frenzy, throwing clothes on them, brushing teeth, putting backpacks on, get on the bus, I'll see you later. You teach them what a good morning looks like because even if yours doesn't end up being perfect, maybe you've taught them what they can do for their future. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I feel like even if, and I, I, we're definitely gonna talk about does your morning routine have to be like early in the morning? And I know you talk in the book about not defining an actual time, but even if I feel like if you, even if you can do like something like three minutes for yourself, because I do have a lot of parents that are entrepreneurs to listen to this, even if it's an extra long time in the bathroom where you're brushing your teeth and you're just like, yep, this is my time. And then go do what you gotta do with the kids. And then when they're out, Maybe for some people it's their commute and you're listening to a great audiobook, but take a little bit of time after the chaos of others to go out. And speaking of others and other humans, you have another human who I feel like does not get nearly as much attention as Lucy does, being your husband Vincenzo. To I was be really... fair, he gives her more attention than he gives me too. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the internet loves Lucy. I'm like, oh yeah, are you married to that dude? Who's like also like very well known in our industry, but it's like, oh yeah, and him too, I guess. So you mentioned that he's a night owl. So what is like his routine like? Like, how does this work? Like, is he also like, I don't want to say that you're regimented, but I know you've got those three areas. Like, what does Vincenzo's look like and yours together? Like, do you guys do things together? Is it apart? Yeah, so obviously like the beginning is, I'm alone because I am not a night owl. I am so excited to be getting ready for bed at 8.30. Like, oh my God, too excited as if tomorrow is Christmas, okay? So it's it, it's a thing that we are complete opposites on, but we have our time together. First of all, we co-own a business, we're around each other a lot. We travel together a lot. We don't have the issue of never seeing each other. So mm. that is definitely, there's a balance there for everybody. But we also do try to completely check out from business and have dinner together and sit down and watch maybe one episode of something on TV. Sometimes if it's like a really good show, I'll watch two episodes, but I get kind of antsy like ooh, how late is this gonna go but no his morning routine really starts with me where my morning routine is much earlier than him and that's just what I need I'm an introvert and it's nothing against anyone else in the world I clearly again have good humans in my life because I've been a pretty good human so it's like I just like being alone as an introvert that needs to rehabilitate and regain that energy to be able to be my best self with other humans that's what I need. So I love waking up before him. And because he's much more of like a partner, 
type of person. He's much more of a collaborative type of person. He's, he loves being with people, doing things with people all the time. He's very extroverted. You know, I'm his alarm clock and we get to spend that time together. And it's like, I'm fully ready for that moment because I took care of myself first. And now this is my way of helping him take care of himself first. So by the time he's up, I've done a lot of my morning routine. I've even dove into some work stuff I want to get out of the way. So we can just start chatting with each other and talking like what's on your agenda today and let's have a cup of coffee and sometimes he'll bring his laptop into my home office and we'll sit there and we'll work a little bit together and just talk about some things that's the way he likes to wake up he's not as regimented as me at all but because you know when somebody is a certain way and they live with you he's learned a lot about like oh okay like i respect her during this time and then you know she we respect each other when it's this time it, you just have to go through the motions together and not be afraid to communicate about it um, I was very open about the fact that that's, that was hard when we first started living together, when we first started, when we were first married, because it's not easy for anyone. And I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, it was fine. I just told him this is how I do things. And he was like, cool, that's, this is how I do things. No, it, it, it takes communication. It takes saying like, oh, okay, this may seem like I'm trying to get out of bed and leave you here. But that's not what it is. I'm getting out of bed to start the day so that I can come back and see you as my best self and explaining how it's not rejection. It's me being, you know, the best version of me for myself so that I can be the best version of myself for him. So I didn't want to make it seem like that was the easiest thing in the world because it takes communication and every aspect of every obstacle I think that people encounter is a communication issue. It really is. I wholeheartedly agree with that. So we're going to do rapid fire in just a minute, but I had one more question and just thank you for being so open and honest. Like it's not sunshine and rainbows, everyone. It, it didn't quite work out at the beginning. What would you say to those people? I like to call it like the three or hump, meaning like the three day hump. So like a day four, they start not eating well, three weeks in they start slipping like three months. Usually stuff is gone by then. What would you say to the people like, yeah, like I'm going to get up at five. Like, I think that this is going to work. And then it's that day four, that three and a half week feeling. What would you say to that? Plan on that being an obstacle that you're going to defy and say, okay, well, when I'm over this honeymoon period in, a, in just a short while, what's going to be the game plan? And it's probably going to be, okay, maybe you're suffering on your sleep. So that time's not working out as well because you haven't been going to bed on time like you were in the first few days. That's typically where you start to feel it because you genuinely are tired. Your body's tired. So instead say, okay, fine. I'm just going to start waking up a tiny bit earlier. Not this huge two hour jump. Let's make it a 15 minute jump. And every day, maybe trying to add just a 15 minute difference. I actually recommend that instead of just going straight to the 5am thing, because you're not trying to, you know, shock your body into not wanting to do anything. It's kind of like when somebody's like, I'm going to go on a diet and eat nothing, but everything's uh, totally unprocessed. And I'm going to do a workout every single day. We know for a fact that that's really hard for us to stick with one habit when we throw too many at us at the same time. So if five o'clock is too significant of a change for you because you haven't shifted your evening life yet, then what can you just do to five to 15 minutes earlier every single day so you can get there? And when you fall off the wagon, just remember that if it's a habit and you truly care about it, you'll get back to it. And I struggle with that all the time. If I miss my routine because I've been traveling, if I miss my routine, um, because I've had a rough couple of days or the deadlines have just been too hard to work with. It's okay because if you truly are building a habit and it means something to you and you know why you're doing it, you will get back to it. Just remind yourself you'll get back to it. 
Look at the calendar. When are you going to get back to it? When are you going to be able to do that? Just be honest with yourself. Well, guess what? It's not going to be for a couple days because of X, Y, and Z. I'm definitely going to be back to it on Monday and we're going to keep trying again until you keep going and going and going and realize that you care more about that habit than more than you would when you're falling off. I didn't enjoy mornings like I did today, but I also didn't beat myself up about it because I know that I'll get back to my habit. I absolutely love that. So we're going to go into some little just rapid fire questions, maybe like five of those. Again, you guys heard in the intro, I'm part of Amy's shine squad. And I love how she does that with guests in our secret podcast. Which I also enjoy that so much. So, and this one might be a little bit longer of a rapid question, but besides your skincare routine, if you can only do one part of your morning routine while you're traveling, it's 15 minutes. Like what's going to happen? What's the one thing out of all of the the movement, the mindset out of everything that you have to do besides obviously washing your face and brushing your teeth. The, uh, yeah. Cause the skincare, I, I, mean, I, I, can't, it's I literally can't remember a time <laughs> I've missed my skincare routine in probably 10 years. So that's a must. But, um, if I don't have access to like my lemon water, I think that the, the non-negotiable right now is my morning pages. Because what I realized is even if I'm at a hotel and I just have like the notepad that's sitting on the nightstand in the hotel and that's all I have, I will just write one or two pages on that because I realized when you do stream of consciousness writing longhand, the cobwebs and the nasty things and the bad dreams and the stuff that's just kind of sitting here when you wake up in the morning, you write them, you put them out in the world, and then suddenly you're like, okay, well, that's done. And then you're just moving into the next thing. And when I'm traveling, I probably need to move into the next thing. I'm either back in Connecticut with my husband, so I need to present my best self to his family, or I'm traveling for work, which means I either need to go do a speaking engagement, I need to go interview somebody for the podcast, I've got to present my best self in some other form of communication, so i got to get the mess that's in my mind off of my brain. Sorry, that was not rapid fire. <laughs> I know, I realized it afterwards. I'm like, I'm like, this is not a rapid fire. I'm like, you I need totally to go here. Like, I've got like a minute, we're already over. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> you asked this question, so I want to know, I'm sure everyone else in the Shine Scan wants to know, what is your favorite purchase that you have that was under $100? Oh man, I should have an answer for this and I don't know if I do. Um, oh gosh, less than $100 changed my life. Oh man, there's so many things. What? Honestly, it's my lemon squeezer. It's my lemon squeezer. I use it every single morning and it just makes me so happy. And my lemon cup, like I have a very specific thing that I bought for the other half of the lemon because I only use one half a lemon in the morning. What is your go-to project management tool? Uh, We have been a really big fan of Trello. And I have such a long-winded answer, but we've been a really big (laughs) fan of Trello. That might've been a beta question because we're also big fans of Trello here. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, I was going to say, I've been getting a lot of flack in the comments because people want a Trello video and I just think it's too hard to present that in a way that it would actually benefit people. So I haven't done it. I absolutely love that. So night owl, or are you a morning person? Uh, Okay. I'm not a morning person, but I am a lark. I am up. I am doing things because otherwise I just don't feel the purpose of the day. And one other question, and this is also one we're ripping right from Amy. So if you're not part of Shine Squad, you should be. What is your favorite sound? My favorite sound is Lucy sighing. She does this thing where she's like, and it's so cute every time. That and like the way she smells after she takes a nap, it's like the only time she ever smells good. 
those are those are two things that I would miss when she's gone. But her sigh is my favorite sound. I literally giggle every time I hear it. Oh, I think that's so great. Every time you answer that, I'm like, half of my brain is like silence, but the other half is like, when my kids giggle, it's like, mm, yeah, yeah like both of those things. If I have to hear a sound, it's that. If I don't have to hear a sound, that's fine too. All right, Amy, if you had any other parting advice for anyone besides obviously going to Good Morning, A Good Life to go ahead and get the book and follow you on YouTube. I dropped a whole bunch of links guys because Amy is currently doing a vlogmas. So she actually brings you through her morning routine, her nighttime routine, her new office, all that nosy stuff that everyone wants to really know about Amy shows. But what is one thing that you think people can do today to make sure that they go after the life they want? A lot of times we like to blame outside sources for the situations that we're in, for the feelings that we have. And next, I just, I, I know this because I'm going through it a lot right now. When somebody's talking to you today and you just want to smack them because you think they're a little crazy, like, really? Like, are you really telling me this? Do you really think I don't know this? Do you really think I'm not trying? If someone starts talking to you today, just say a little mantra in your mind. This is not about me. This is not about me. When we stop blaming outside people for affecting us, we realize how much power we actually have over it. And a lot of times it has to do with not taking personal the things that we think people are making about us, but they're really making it about themselves. That's what I would advise today. Cause I think that's probably going to be the easiest thing for everyone to do. Cause someone's going to roll up on you today and say something and you're going to be like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? Yes. 100%. Thank you so much, Amy, for your time. We really appreciated you here again, guys, and make sure you go ahead and get the book. Good morning. Good life. And it just doesn't have to be about your morning guys. You can put it at any real time of the day. We just like to start by putting yourself first. That was such a great interview. So I know, I know I did not ask her the McDonald's question. It is because we had a very limited amount of time because Amy is hella busy because her book just launched. So we had to skip McDonald's. So I decided to throw in some rapid fire questions. And like I had mentioned, I'm part of Amy's Shine Squad and she has a secret podcast and she always does rapid fire questions with her people. So I thought, that may be fun. Maybe we'll do that in 2022. So we're going to work on a rapid fire question. So if you guys have any great ideas, always feel free to email me shine. Always feel free to email me smile squad at katedoster.com and let us know what questions you want me to ask our guests. Cause I would love to do that. So I just want to go ahead and recap because we talked about a lot in a very short amount of time. So the first thing is Amy's five habits that we mentioned at the beginning and that she mentions in Good Morning, Good Life. Again, there is a link in the show notes for you to purchase the book, or you can head over to katedoster.com forward slash free book to get the audio version as well. And that is to decide what do you actually want? This is huge. What is your why? The second is to defy. So what do we need to know? What obstacles are going to come up? How do you want to handle the kids? I'm not saying every single day you're going to be like following your flowery plan, but when you just kind of go into it with something that's going to happen, it will be a lot easier. Like Amy said, it's okay if you lose a couple battles, do not feel bad about yourself. Just get right back on the horse. Number three is all about rise. So it's making sure that you have a good and nighttime routine that you're not trying to get up from five in the morning when you're used to getting up at seven 30 and flying out the door that incrementally, even if you just go like 15 minutes earlier and then 15 minutes earlier the next day and sort of creeping your way up. And I have to say that that's actually what I'm in the process of doing now because I do actually like going to bed early, but sometimes I really do crave that alone time. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can get that alone time in the morning. Why don't we try it out? So I love that hack of just setting your alarm clock 15 minutes earlier. Just go with it and see how that works. 
Number four, of course, was shine. And this is like the actual morning routine where, as we talked about when we were talking about her husband, Vincenzo, for Amy, it's it's 4.30 in the morning. That's when she like gets going. It used to be five, but she's found that 4.30 does it for her. I think now she has a little bit longer of a commute, so she's adjusted. But for Vincenzo, and we didn't say the exact time in the interview, I don't think, but you know, it's a little bit closer to like seven or eight. And that works out for their marriage. And what I love that she shared is it was not perfect at the beginning. They had to work it out. Amy needed her own alone time. So that's why she chose to do it in the morning. And then by the time Vincenzo is up and ready and wants to talk to people, which is Amy, Amy's already in the groove. So I really do like how there are some compromises and how they were working it out. And again, you don't have to wake up at four or five. And honestly, the look on her face, if I can just tell you, at the thought of Vincenzo waking up that early with her, she seemed like appalled. She did not want that to happen. She wanted her alone time as much as you can genuinely tell the two of them love each other so, so much. And then the last part, of course, was Thrive. And that is where Amy, we didn't really talk about it here in this episode. Again, by the book, A Good Morning, Good Life, talks a lot about calendar blocking, about making the most out of your time and about boundaries and about all that stuff to make sure, yeah, we spent the morning working on our mindfulness, our mastery, and our movement again. And your movement can come a little bit later. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning as we've chatted about, but to make sure that we can carry it out throughout the day so that when the pressures of everyday life and other people get to us, we can still, to quote Amy, go after the life that we want. So that is it for today. Like I said, and next week, we will definitely talk about how to make 2020 your most fun and profitable year with your email list. And I'll see you guys then. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.